Okay, we got podcast on and recording. Video player on and recording. I was like, you know, father is like, my father was home. He was waiting. But the thing is, that's the tragic thing for North Korea. We cannot even say goodbye to our loved ones. So if we got caught on the journey, and if my father knew that we were escaping, he's going to be punished so much. So it's better off that he does not know that we are escaping for his own safety. Because they're going to torture you to the point that you're going to say anything. Because they do this all subconscious like torture that they make you not sleep. In a single room has like no air, much air. If you put there for 40 days alone, you go crazy. You say whatever they ask you. So if you, he actually knew that we were escaping, it wouldn't go for him. He would be dead. So I told him, I'm like, you cannot tell father that we are escaping. So that day we climbed up this like, several mountains and then we went to the riverside. But she had a connection with the guards. Why did you not bring him with you? Because he's a man and he was sick. And somehow she said only women can go. Only women can go. I did not know why, what she meant by that. She's like, you should just go with your mom. And don't even tell those people that's your mom. She said, like, you are like 18 or something. And my mom was something 30. So she told me that our age was, age was different. So and this would somehow or another help you when you were going across? Yeah. How would that help you? I don't know. Or she told me, well, this is going to be helpful. And Well... Part of the issue is um, in China, Mm -hmm. there's a a disproportionate number of men in comparison to women. And so they want as many women to come across as uh, that are uh, of legal age, like women that can be married Mm -hmm. or can. Right. Is that the idea behind it? It's it's a smuggling. So, like, it's, it's, you got it right. Because of one-child policy, right. a lot of girls got aborted in China. So they kept boys. Now, so there's many, many men that uh, have no chance of ever finding a woman because there are no women. Yeah, over 30 million men in the rural areas cannot find wives. So they... 30 million. Over 30 million. And it's number going to keep going up right now. <sighs> so... That's a big problem for Chinese regime. But the thing is, even that, they don't allow North Korean women to stay there. They catch us. And they send us back to North Korea. Last month, China repatriated 50 North Korean defectors back to North Korea. It, it's sending them our streets. Literally, they are sending them to death camp. But the Chinese regime still do catch us and send us back because they think we are uh, posing a threat to the regime. And they don't want the regime to collapse. So they are t- catching all the defectors, but the human traffickers seize the opportunity here because we are so vulnerable, right? We are running away from Chinese authority. So even they rape us and kill us. The last place that we are going to go is going to police and then report on them. Why do they think that women coming over from North Korea are going to somehow or another collapse the empire? Because uh, that's what Kim Jong-un believes. He thinks they're going to collapse through the defection, through the defectors. Mm. So after Kim Jong-un came into power, he literally, the country cannot afford the electricity, probably electrified the fence, the entire border. Not only that, putting the machine guns with the guards, have a shoot to kill order, whoever crosses, they don't even bother to ask you stop. They shoot you right there. And not only that, he buried the landmines. On top of that, 
So there's the, electric fence, and then there's guards shooting to kill, and then past that there's landmines. Yeah, entire country became a concentration camp. Entire country. When did they start putting the landmines in? A few years ago. So this is after you had already escaped. Yeah. Now there's no you can you don't see North Korean defectors escaping from North Korea anymore. It's impossible to escape at this point. Catch new episodes of the Joe Rogan Experience for free. Okay, so that was a clippy clip from Ye Joe Rogan Experience, and it inspired me. I want to do a, a series here on oppressive countries. Um, so, some derelict uh, people in the United States on both sides of the political spectrum. Uh, think that this is a repressive country. And yeah, I'm one of the derelicts on the right side, right wing, whatever you want to call it. Um, I, I see us heading down a, a dark path, path to the dark side, as Yoda would say. Uh, but some things you didn't know. I, I grew up under the... Uh, Cold War era in the 1980s, uh, and then you know, 1990s, and it was kind of over. We were, but uh, people don't understand that uh, there were there were a lot of ruthless dictators, Joseph Stalin. Um, after him in the 80s and 90s. The Russian leaders got a little weaker until Putin, our boy Putin, came along. He's not my boy. <laughs> but I want to get into these. Uh, this first show, um, I'm going to talk a little bit about East German concentration camps. Uh, this young lady that was just talking, she's pretty stunning, uh, is... yeah. Yanami Park, her first name is spelled Y-E-O-N-M-I, last name Park, P-A-R-K, and she was describing how and why and what she defected from North Korea into China uh, and then ultimately to the United States, and you... You may have heard, I thought this was pretty disturbing, but she was talking about how they, she was 13 when she left North Korea. They told her to pretend to be 18 so she could legally wed a Chinese man. Because there's a shortage of women in China due to the one-child policy. At the end there, she said that Kim Jong-un, who has never uh, electrified the entire country of North Korea, has put up a <clears throat> electric fence along the border with China... And then he went on to 
put gunmen atop the fence and then land mines on the other side of the fence. And this is all to keep people in. So as she said, North Korea is one big concentration camp. Um, a, another fellow who reports on this frequently and reports on uh, dictatorships and repressive, oppressive, repressive, same, not the same, uh, regimes around the world is Michael Malice. Last name is M-A-L-I-C-E, Malice. Uh, and he was here on old Rogan talking about uh, aristocracies nobody knows about. In level. And I'll get into that later on in this uh, podcast. My name is Big John. This is Americana, the American way. Remember to do all the like, share, and subscribe stuff. Uh, whether you're a friend, loved one, whatever. This Michael Malice brought up a lady that ran the East German prison camps, and particularly prison camps for children. Uh, her name was Margaret Honecker, H O N. E-C-K-E-R. Uh, she was known as the Purple Witch. Uh, the, this woman goes back to like the 50s and 60s, right up until the collapse of East and West Germany and East and West Berlin. Uh, she dyed her hair purple. That's why I brought up... like Okay, I know it's the cool thing for girls to take Kool-Aid and dump it in her hair and come up with these shitty dyed hair colors nowadays. But she was doing that before it was cool. The purple hair went uh, witch because of the tint of her hair and her hardline communist stance. Uh, she never rose to the highest ranks of the communist party. Uh, probably because she was a woman, but she did get elected to... Uh, East, East German Parliament at like 18 years old and she married one of the top East German communist dictators alright some of you don't know what the blue hell I'm talking about up until 1989-1991 there was East and West Germany and there was East and West Berlin Germany. The East was uh, run and controlled by the Soviet Union, sometimes known as Russia, but it was the Soviet Socialist Republic back then, and it encompassed most of uh, Eastern Europe. West Berlin and West Germany was uh, a democracy, basically left to its own but with American troops, American soldiers, because they weren't allowed to have an army after World War II. West Germany, a lot more freedom, a lot more democracy. East Germany, the Purple Witch, concentration camps. 
the concentration camps were legal after World War II, and they were supposed to be for the punishment of former high-ranking Nazis. And the Russians and the other allies that won World War II allowed there to be 10 prison camps in Germany for high-ranking Nazis. Now, I can't say that the West prison camps were perfect. I can't say that we didn't put political enemies in there. But it's a known fact that if you were a dissident or an enemy to the Communist Party of East Germany, Russia, the Soviet Union, you were put into a prison camp and you were tortured. <clears throat> this purple witch, Margaret Honecker, she ruled this for 30 years. After the collapse, okay, she said she never did anything wrong, she never tortured anybody, but everyone else with an ounce of common sense says she uh, brainwashed uh, was she was the she was in charge of this she didn't probably didn't do much hands-on work herself but she was the mastermind of indoctrinating germ Germans into being good communist. Okay. Let's say a family tried to escape East Germany and get to West Germany for freedom. Now, why would you leave if communism was so splendid, so wonderful, 100% employment, supposedly? Everyone had a job, whether it was beneficial or sustain or sustained itself or not. You are guaranteed a job, and this is what people want to see come to America. People like Alexandria Ocasio Cortez and others want you to be able to live rent free if you can't pay your rent fuck it you just don't pay your rent if you, she wants there to be 100% guaranteed employment for everybody well you had this in East Germany and people fled why, why would you flee because your job wasn't sustaining because your job, you took your credits or your money and you went down to the state store and you bought whatever was on the shelf and you had no choice. If there wasn't a loaf of bread that day, you just didn't have bread that day or that week. Also, the purple witch, Margaret Honecker, she would laugh at people. Who were shot trying to escape East Germany. 
This is what's strange. Here in America, the border works both ways. You can come here through legal means. I don't know how often. We'll say frequently. People leave the United States freely. They renounce their citizenship, become citizens of other countries. Uh, most famously, Tom Hanks became a citizen of Greece. We don't know why. Americans made him a millionaire for playing at uh, Forrest Gump and a lot of other good roles. But people leave this country, become dual citizens, renounce their citizenship to the United States, and we just say, okay, don't let the door hit you in the butt on the way out. Not, and, you know, I don't want to see people leave. I think this is the last great hope for man on earth. And as I get deeper into this, you'll see why. But nonetheless, if you tried to escape East Germany, you got shot. Because the East German government the communists didn't want people on the outside world to know how horrible it was inside those walls of East Berlin. This purple witch, Margaret Honecker, would laugh at the people who were being shot and called them, quote, stupid, end quote, for trying to escape the perfect world that was East Germany. Now, if you haven't committed any crimes, you haven't been a part of a concentration camp, you haven't been indoctrinating ninth and 10th graders into the military, and the Purple Witch did all of that, you wouldn't flee this East Germany, uh, well, United Germany, when the communist fell. But she did. She fled to the loving arms of the Chilean Communist Party in the country of Chile. Uh, Province Magazine referred to the Purple Witch as a zealous utopian dreamer of world peace helped and perpetuated by a a tyranny that exploited and imprisoned, and imprisoned its victims for 40 years. So if you were a loyal communist until someone accused you of not being a loyal communist, and you rose through the ranks of the Communist Party until somebody turned on you and had you imprisoned, yeah, you were living the dream. But if you weren't, it was no utopia by any stretch. It was re-education re by torture, by brainwashing, sleep deprivation, treatment, which usually meant torture.
DW.com, the innocent victims of post-war Soviet special camps. Actually, it's called the innocent victims of Germany's post-war Soviet special camps. Torgway, that's T-O-R-G-A-U, was one of 10, quote, special, end quote, Soviet Union camps meant for high-ranking Nazis in post-World War II. This is where they were supposed to be sent to serve their time, their punishment for being Nazi assholes. But Stalin, Joseph, old Joe, Stalin, wanted a dictatorship on the ground in East Germany. He wanted to quash protest or resistance to the establishment of communism in East Germany and Eastern Europe and the world. Uh, 170,000 prisoners did not survive the torture, which included starvation, uh, deficiency diseases like tuberculosis and dysentery uh, in these prison camps. So basically, almost, pretty damn close, the communists of East Germany were as bad, almost as bad as the Nazis. Uh, people slash prisoners were given propaganda on how to become a good communist. All the prisoners were called Nazis, but one-fifth of the prisoners of these ten camps were not Nazis. They were political enemies to the Communist Party. How is this important to what's going on in the United States today? Remember after Trump won the election, but Joe Biden got sworn in as president? You had uh, uh, Representative Sandy Cortez going on TV, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, AOC as she likes to call herself. You had Katie Couric on whatever streaming service she's part of now. She said that Trumpers or post-Trump America in general needed to be reprogrammed. That's from Katie Couric. Um, I don't know how influential of a person Katie Couric is, uh, but this was the feeling of many Democrats and left-winger liberals. Sound familiar? Sound kind of like what I just talked about in East Germany? Minus the purple hair. But Katie Kirk is known for her funky haircuts. Stylish, as they say. Sandy Ocasio-Cortez said that Trump supporters need to be put on a, quote, list, end quote, and wanted to, and wanted them to, quote, burn, end quote. Now, I don't know if she meant physically, literally burn, or just have their lives destroyed, 
But what happened to the people of East Germany who disagreed with the communists? They were reprogrammed, deprogrammed, put on lists of political enemies, put into camp and burned, killed, starved to death, allowed to die of tuberculosis and dysentery. So this is why you've got to pay attention to what's going on. Yeah, we've got a pandemic. We've got a pandemic of lack of people willing to work. I see McDonald's and Wendy's restaurants raising their wages and putting out bonus bonuses. Meanwhile, our representatives are wa of Washington are neglecting their representative duty and being activists uh, like AOC and uh, who's the other lady? Um, Cory Bush just had a big celebration. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and Cory Bush just celebrated the CDC, a government agency, bureaucracy, extending the moratorium on evictions. So they're the government is creating a utopia for you where you don't have to pay rent. You don't have to get a job because you can stay unemployed and collect a bonus on top of your unemployment. And then they want to go and say 100% everyone is guaranteed a job. You go, you, you, you don't have a job, you go down to the the uh, Department of Job and Family Services, the government gives you a job. Whether the job creates any product, any purpose, a service that's used to uh, useful to people, these are all the promises that uh, the Eastern Europeans had under the Soviet Union, and they didn't like it. So they tried to escape it, and they got shot for it. And then the communist leaders laughed at them and called them stupid for trying to escape utopia. But utopia was built on the backs of prisoners. Anyone with a dissenting opinion. See, America... Americana, the American way, is dissenting opinion, descending, dissenting opinions against your government or against one another. And we should just openly discuss things. And we can disagree, 
we can compromise, but we should never hate one another. But this is what's going on. It has a familiar historic ring to it, folks. So some of these other countries, listen to what Michael Malice has to say on Joe Rogan about what goes on in some of these other oppressive regimes in the country. And we'll we'll end on that note. They have no transportation. They have nowhere to go. And these Africans are doing this on a daily basis, making this journey from whatever country they're in in Africa to try to make it to Europe. And he did it over the course of 14 months. And he outlined this 14-month journey of homelessness, living in the forest. Dude, it was fucking crazy. Crazy. Do you know about Eritrea, which is southern Ethiopia? So the only reason that came across my desk is there was an article and it said this is the only country where journalists are less free than in North Korea. I'm like, whoa, 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 I'm getting the silver now? And what they did is they took the journalists, put them in steel cages, and left them in the desert. Bye. And it's, it's, uh, no one knows about this place. What's amazing about Eritrea is... They took the journalists and put them in steel cages yeah. and just left them bye bye. to die. But the capital of Eritrea, when Mussolini took over Ethiopia, it's a perfectly preserved Italian city. So there's this like fiat factory that they convert into like a museum. So when you're in the capital, Asmara, you're like in the Riviera or whatever, some European city. And as soon as you step out, it's hell on earth. Holy shit. So it, but that, North, North Korea overtook them, took back the lead of worst country for journalists. But it's a fascinating country that no one knows about, and the oppression there is absolutely insane. How many journalists have they killed? I have no idea. This wasn't recently. Like this. this was a while ago. And it's the only country, I think, with no foreign journalists in it. <sighs> like The thing that drives me crazy, and I know you agree, is that there's so many people who like read the New York Times or the New Yorker and they think they know everything about the world because mm. they just read the same publication everybody else does, where there's so many places that are so barbaric, like Turkmenistan, whatever, that it doesn't cross your desk so you don't even think it ma- exists or it matters. It's like, well, I'm sure I would have heard of it. It's like, no, no, no. It just isn't sexy enough for someone to cover. And these people are basically resigned to having a nightmare existence. Not that necessarily we could do anything at an individual level. And it's just horrible. Yeah, there's a lot of them. And it's the, the unfortunate thing is there's too many to really follow. Yeah. If you spent your day-to-day waking hours paying attention to all the atrocities that are being committed in the world, you would never have time for anything else because they're constant. Like, we're just... we're. We're just so accustomed to this life here, this first world life, that any deviation from that at all just seems horrific. Like anything that goes wrong in America seems like intolerable and horrific and a human rights violation. And like, this is the shining hope of the world. And someone like you who's an immigrant can speak to this better than most. And someone also who has traveled to places like North Korea and who understands the world better than most this is you can the, talk about this yeah this is the theme of my next book the white pill which is just talking about people don't know how bad it used to be and how close we came this country to falling in some very very bad uh directions uh and because it's kind of thing where if you don't- so be on a lookout for michael malice's next book the white pill uh As always, God bless you. God bless America. Remember to pray for one another. And I'll check you out next time. Oh, other countries I'm going to be talking about in this series 
of oppressive regimes. Uh, Turkmenistan, of course the Soviet Union under Stalin and other dictators. Morocco, I never really thought of them as a repressive regime. Cameroon, uh, look into Ethiopia, see what's going on over there. Uh, because I, I, it wasn't clear to me if, it, if Ethiopia was repressive or if it was just this uh, Eritrea. But we're going to look at Eritrea, the worst place uh, on earth for journalists. So you think you got it bad in the United States. You're kidding yourself. Not perfect, but we haven't started putting... Uh, journalists in cages and throwing them in the desert to die we have we haven't yet although some of the people from January 6 may disagree with you we haven't started locking up our political enemies uh, with in concentration camps just yet so again Americana the American way God bless you have a great day pray for each other Thanks for tuning in. Find me on Parlor at The Real Big John and on Rumble Americana the American Way. Bye bye.